What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. I'm filming today with the door closed. Now, usually, I record, sorry. I am record I, I record with my, you don't know my, I realize you don't know the room that I'm in. Okay, so let me picture the room, right? So I'm, I'm sat at my kitchen table, which is why there's probably a little bit of reverb because this kitchen's not soundproof. But the way that sound works is, it, you're speaking into a microphone like I'm speaking into the microphone right now but some of these sound waves are going to go around the microphone and they're going to hit the walls and they're going to bounce back and they're going to be picked up by the microphone so usually I try and speak away from the face of my Mac into a um into the gap and I also open the doors so that the sound can like be dispersed today is too cold so you've got a reverbing voice it's probably not reverbing it's quite a good mic so hopefully you can you can hear no reverb so anyway, let's get into the podcast. Uh, today I wanted to talk about when to change your training program because I think there's a lot of people that ask that question and what is the answer? Like when when should you change what training program should you do? Should you, ch- should you change every single session? Should you change every week, every four weeks? Um, here's my input on it. Now, I'm not saying this is the right input. This is just how I see it. When you start a movement, when you start an exercise, let's say you write a program, right? You do a push pull legs. It doesn't. It's it's irrelevant, right? The 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 style is irrelevant. The the split is irrelevant. But let's say you do a push pull legs, and uh, you've set all your programs out, and then you start that session. What happens in those first couple of sessions? You think these don't feel right. They don't feel that nice. I don't. I'm not super like sturdy in the movement. Um, maybe you've gone from dumbbell presses to barbell, and that barbell is shaking all over the place. Well, guess what? If you were to change from doing that movement to something else the following week, you'd probably feel the same. That feeling is just all of your stabilizers, your muscles moving in a pattern that's new to them. And they're kind of flickering because they don't know how to stay taut. They don't know how to stay tight. They don't know how to keep you safe because they're learning. And this is part of that movement pattern process that I talk about sometimes. And you need to spend a pretty decent amount of time forging a motor pattern forging that movement into your brain right there's only like once you've learned the ability to squat you can pretty much squat on anything right but it doesn't mean that it's going to be stable every time you go to a squat for example when i moved to um a barbell squat during during lockdown it was crazy it was really really difficult i couldn't find my balance i couldn't find my sweet spot but you all know about a sweet spot right you've, you've all hit that sweet rep or that sweet set or that sweet workout where you've been like oof just hit the spot everything flowed well that comes when you're very very good at the skill that you're performing and the only way to get good at that skill is to perform it over and over again so taking that into consideration you can probably draw the conclusion that you need to do more than one session because that first session is dodgy that second session gets a little bit better but by that third that fourth and that fifth session of doing that those same exercises your body has learned the movements, your body's become very efficient at those movements, and your body has become great at staying stable and staying safe in that position. Then you are have the ability to overload that because you can't really overload when the skill isn't uh, up to par, up to scratch, right? So you've got a bench press, you're wobbling everywhere, you can't control that eccentric properly. You've got to wait until that is proper before you can start to progress it. So a lot of people that are changing their sessions Monday every Monday they do chess but they do a different chess session you never get like efficient at a movement if that makes sense and now a lot of this will be central nervous system adaptation so let's take you from we'll use that same scenario just for argument's sake 
We take you from a barbell press, which is super stable, fixed bar to dumbbell, and where you can move free moving. It's going to be unstable, and 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 that's 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 pretty normal. So what's going to happen there is that your central nervous system is going to go, whoa, 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 what is this? What is this movement? We need to adapt. We need to adapt quickly. So you know you've got one session. You kind of go, oh, what's going on? You get into that second session, your brain goes, oh, you, we remember this a little bit. Did we do this the last week? I think we did this last week. So you get a little bit better at it. And then you go the following week, no, no, we definitely did this last week. We definitely did this last week. So you get better at it. But then, So that initial central nervous system adaptation is going to improve your stability, but it's also going to improve your strength. Once you've centrus central nervous systemly adapted <laughs> there's not even a sentence i know uh, but once your central nervous system has adapted to that movement y- you now can can push that forward you now can start to chase the progress the progress because you've got the stability you've got the safety you've got the efficiency now you've got to progressively overload it and the only way to progressively overload it is by building more tissue uh, yes, to a certain extent, you will get stronger and stronger with central nervous system adaptation. But if we combine the progressive overload and varying different rep ranges with a calorie surplus, we're going to determine muscle growth. This is why you can get super, super, super strong, strong power lifters, but aren't that big. You know, the 75 kilo, the 80 kilo power lifters are fucking crazy body weight to strength ratio and that's because strength doesn't necessarily entirely build muscle it definitely has an impact but it doesn't have it's not like the sole effect on muscle building which is something else you need to consider so let's say you've got your push-pull legs up you've had your first couple weeks and you're now stable you're now efficient you're now good at these movements you've got a couple rotations of each so you're not just bent pressing with a flat bar every single week you've got dumbbells maybe one week or you've got a cable press the the next week or whatever the other machines are i can't barely remember them since not being in the gym um you you really do want to try and exhaust these movements or at least try and get like to 95 90 percent of exhausting that movement and the the way i like to measure that is just a lot of it is internal feel and this is this is the hard part about coaching is that you need to be able to teach your client how to feel how to how to make the connection between a shit movement energy dwindling not feeling great and and progress slowing and and letting them understand when a set feels great and letting them understanding when a set feels shit and and you've got to teach them that because for me i'm not really going to take a movement out unless it really 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 needs to go and for me personally like it it really does take a while i mean i've been known to run exercises for 16 20 weeks four five months without changing because the progress has been there if it's there you've got to take it you know ultimately we are dealt with only so many exercises that we can do so you know changing your hat squat to reverse banding hat squat like yes it's going to relieve a little bit of that pressure of just doing that same exercise every single time but it's, it's still transferring over to fatigue right so a lot of changing training really de- is determined by your fatigue and your acclim- ac- acclimation accumulation brain's not firing today the ac- accumulation of fatigue not necessarily because the movement doesn't work for you most movements work with most people don't get me wrong biomechanically you may not be able to do x y and z so you don't do them but once you've got something you are generally pretty sound and there'll be a reason why you can't progress and more often than not it's not that you've quote-unquote exhausted the movement it's just quote-unquote you've exhausted yourself you've you've built up fatigue so you need to deload right um 
so that this is why you've got to have this internal biofeedback of when it just feels right and don't get me wrong there are times when you can just fucking be in a surplus and be not fatigued and everything else is is rising and everything else feels good and that's for you to understand as well you need to know if everything else is going well why is this single exercise not working maybe that's a cause for change you know so you've got to understand these so to bring this into summary when would you change your program generally speaking anywhere from 8 to 16 weeks based off the accumulation accumulation of fatigue that you get you know if you accumulate fatigue really really quickly you're gonna have to drop it out and deload after about eight weeks if you don't accumulate fatigue very very quickly and you've run in really well you're covering really really well run it for as long as that you as you physically can and it's no no big deal if you can't um obviously you've got to think about your training program set up to be kind of economical in terms of energy so you couldn't just have five sessions of fucking deadlifts do you know what i mean so you've got to think about that so there is no reason why you couldn't set a training program run that for two or three weeks and realize that actually you know what i need to move this rdl from first to last or i need to move it from last to first because i'm fatiguing or because it's stopping me from doing x y and z this is another thing that you need to connect maybe for example really really good client um who who determined this of himself we've only been together a few weeks as well he said, bro, when I'm doing these RDLs, I'm putting so much into it. I get to my bent over row. My lower back is just absolutely fried. And I don't know. I can't, I can't get what I need to get out on, on this row. I said, okay, let's, let's, let's just take this RDL out. Let's move it towards the end. Bro, this, this is perfect. My, my, my back is on fire. I can get much more out of my lats. You are getting more out of your lats now because you've put a more energy efficient exercise or sorry a less energy efficient exercise in being rdls or a rack pull which is super compensating super taxing and you just moved it away from that bulk of work that you want to get through in the isolation and you've moved it to the end so there's no reason why you can't change your training program because it's not set up right there's no reason why you can't change a program because it doesn't feel right i'm a big believer in the fact that you shouldn't be changing your training program based off keeping the muscle guessing or keeping variety there or trying to chase different angles of of a muscle ultimately muscles work very very similarly to one another you can't isolate one portion of it but you can bias certain tissues and there will be movements that you can bias so for example when you bench press on the incline you don't just use your upper chest you use your entire chest you just bias your upper chest so there is no reason why you can't change accordingly so let me wrap this up this has been 10 minutes or 11 minutes when should you change your training program you should change it when you've accumulated enough fatigue in the movements for you to warrant a deload and then you could look to get some different angles on there and some different stimulus it's it's not really crazy to think about um you can exhaust the movement but just make sure it's the movement that's exhausted and, and not you so key marker is is everything else moving yes is this one single movement not working or maybe this one to three movements not working yes all right let's change it and let's see if, it, if anything happens ultimately change one thing assess the damage assess the the response and then go again if you change two three four five things at once it's very very difficult to track what that difference made so maybe you know what you've got too much spinal loading you rdl one day you rack pull another day you squat another day and you're just like, your body just feels wrecked. So maybe you drop an RDL off. Is that someone at the door? Yes, it is. Hang on. So ultimately, it, it, it comes down to you in terms of the actual individual exercise, whether it works. But most people just don't stick to it long enough. You know what? If it's a fucking weak movement, you've got to make it a strong movement. I didn't deadlift for ages. I didn't, well, still don't deadlift, but I don't, didn't do a deadlift form. Age, I didn't RDL, I didn't rack pull because guess what? My back hurt and it and it was a weak point. 
well, that was a mistake. And I had to stay strong. And you got to take that fucking weight down and you got to try again because most movements, most movements will fit you and they will be fine. If it's really, really weak, you can't fucking deadlift and it really hurts you and you can't get more than 100 kilos in the bar, don't put more than 100 kilos in the bar and just exhaust it that way. So that's when you should change your training program. I hope that makes sense. If you've got any questions on when you should change, just just drop me a DM, Instagram, Josh Bridgman, um, and we'll uh, help you out.